Lakuta Sikhis Khalik Tazayan, Pasha Mishpatim Sikha Dalad, a summary of the Sikha. In this week's Pashik we have a Pasik which talks about Mahishrabana what before he went up onto Maharsina, he said that Aaron and Khur will be with you and they will take care of things. Me Baldvarim, anyone that has an issue, Yigash Alayim should approach them. From this the Gemara learns that you, we always turn to the plaintiff first. Plaintiff means the person that is presenting the claim. He always gets the first, uh, the first, um, first crack at the case. He's the one that has to start. And there are different pshatim, different interpretations to what this means. But the the shach has this interpretation that the Bezdin is, in, is instructed that they should always first listen to what the plaintiff has to say. What is your problem? Why are you calling this case? And only then do they turn to the defendant, to the one defending himself from that claim. What's the difference who you turn to first? Of course there's a big difference because in the, there is a halacha that says that if somebody asks, let's say says, you owe me $100, and the other guy says, I only owe you 50 which is called a maidam amikzas. He admits to part of the claim, but he denies the other part of the claim. So the Torah says he has to swear. He has to swear that he only owes 50. But what happens if the opposite happened? A guy comes and he says, I owe this guy $50. And the guy says, no, you owe me $100. So then he doesn't have to swear because he, he's only chayev as a maidam amikzas if he responded to the claim. But if he initiated the claim, he's the one that came first, so then he doesn't have to swear. Therefore, it's important, who do we listen to first? So the halacha is that you always listen to the plaintiff first and he gets to say that how much the guy owes him and he has to respond, do I owe him that much less, nothing and so on. And the reason that we always go allow the plaintiff to say first and only then can the defendant say it is because if you owe him 50, why didn't you pay him before he brought you to court? So therefore, you put yourself in that um, on a lower level and therefore you're second in the case and he gets to say what he wants first the plaintiff gets to speak first but the Gemara continues there is, a, there is an exception to this and we turn to the defendant first in the case where his assets are going down are becoming devalued what does that mean? the Shach explains it in the context of how he explained the initial halacha that we turn to the, the, the plaintiff first and he says what happens if the reason that the defendant didn't pay the 50 that he owes till now is because the market is down and if he has to sell his assets now in order to pay it off, he'll lose a lot of money. The assets are devalued or because if people know that he needs a lot of money now in order to pay off the claim, they'll only offer a cheaper price for his, for his assets. Therefore, then we, t- we allow him to speak first because it's not his fault that he didn't pay until now. So that's what the Gemara says from this, the Gemara and the Shach say from this Pasuk in Arwik's Parsha. We know that everything that we find in Nigla really ha- has its origins in the spiritual worlds. The Torah begins in the spiritual realm and then evolves downward and becomes a physical matter as well. So if this means something in the physical world, there is an, a type of Aveda which is reflected in this kind of Allah. So we have to understand what is the Aveda that is brought out from this Allah. Who is the plaintiff in the spiritual world against the Yid? Who is complaining against the Yid? That is the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara comes along and he says, 
I got this Yid to do this Aveiro, or at least not to fulfill his um, potential as much as he could have. And therefore, he should be under my control. I have control of him now. So the Yid responds and he says, no, it may be true that I failed, and that you got me to fail, but I am only a Maidab Amiktsas. The truth is I have done many, many good things as well. And I'm not completely in, invested into what you're telling me to do. My, the essence of my neshama is completely removed from it. Even in my outer dimension, meaning the, the, my behavior is also mostly good or a lot of good. And even those yidn which are paishi Yisrael, which are considered to be sinners, they are also filled with mitzvahs like a pomegranate is filled with seeds. So therefore, every yid, no matter who it is, whether it's a tzaddik or a rasha, has, is filled with mitzvahs, and therefore it's only a maidah b'mitzvahs. He only admits to part of what the Yetzirah claims against him. And the pasuk which teaches us about maidah b'mitzvahs is also in this week's parsha. It talks about a shamer, somebody who was given something to watch, and then it got stolen from him. And there's a, a whole pasuk which talks about it, which leads to ashayimer ki so the, the, the defendant says, this is it. What does that mean, this is it? It means, I only owe you this, nothing more than, than this. In other words, that the, the, complaint, the, uh, the plaintiff said, you owe me more. And he says, no, I only owe you this. What does that pasuk over there say? It describes this avayda that the Yetzirah um, is complaining against the Yid. It says there, I'll call Dvarpesha, over any matter for which you're guilty, or I'll call Aveda, which covers the two different types of failures that a Yid could have. Either outright guilt for committing a sin, or Aveda, I've lost the opportunity to do better than I could have. And the Torah lists different levels of this kind of failure. It, one is called al whether it's an ox or a donkey this kind of failure, that kind of failure as Chassidus explains the four different levels of failure se, a lamb or, or a garment those are different types of failures that can be presented the, the Yid responds Ki I am only guilty of this but not fully involved in what you're saying I'm involved in so what does the Torah say that somebody who is made of a mixtas, he has to swear that what he's saying is true. If he takes a note, then we say, okay, we believe you that what you're saying is true. What is the shvua, the oath in the Aveda Ruchnis? When a person has a failure, it might take a shvua, which means satiating, the, investing more energies into that person, topping up their energy so that they have more to work with to make sure that he doesn't fail again that whatever is left remains whole and out of the reach of the Yetzirah that would be a response however we know that an oath is a very serious thing and the Chachamim always advise you not to take an oath even if they're telling the truth we avoid taking a Shvua what does that mean about is that when they invest more energies into you you take on yourself the, the, you expose yourself that what happens if I squander those energies as well, I'll have more to answer for, there will be more to pay for. Therefore, it's not always advisable to invite more energies because you failed in your previous misuse of energy. That's why the Gemara says that there's another response, there's another option as well, which is that in certain cases we turn to the defendant first. And what is that? when there is a devaluation of that person's assets. What does that mean in Avaidah? So to explain this, we have first have to explain another Gemara. The Gemara tells us the story of Rabbi Yechonim Azakai that before he was about to pass away, he cried. And he said 
there, there are two paths in front of me. One leads to Gan Eden and one leads to Gehenim. And I don't know which one they're going to lead me down, which, with path, which path. That's why I'm crying. Should I not cry? So we know the question is a well-known question that Rav Yechonah was one of the greatest Tanoim. It was a tzaddik of, uh, of absolute, uh, you know, glowing stature. How is he worried about whether he's going to Gehenna Magadayin? What does that mean even? But even more is the difficulty. Why did Rabbi Yechonah Mazakeh wait until the last moments before he was about to pass away to begin thinking about this? He was, certainly wasn't thinking about is he going to be rewarded in Gan Eden or punished in Gehenna? That wasn't his concern. His concern was where do I stand in the world? Am I a person that deserves Gan Eden? Did I accomplish things? Or am I a person that deserves Gehenna? So now he's thinking about that. He should have been thinking about this his whole life. Why did he just realize that now? And the answer to that is because every Yid is given a certain amount of time uh, to accomplish their, their, their uh, mission in this world. You get, you're given time and you're given energy, kaychas, talents, to be able to fulfill it. You're given no more and no less than you need. And therefore, Rabbi Yechen, you have to use every moment of your time, it has to be spent on that. Rabbi Yechonah Mazakai during his lifetime didn't have time to think about where am I up to, how am I doing. Every moment had to be used in furthering the, the mission. Is there something more to do? Of course there's something more to do. How can I sit back and think about how I'm doing, where I am? Only the last moments of his life, when now, what, if I don't think about it now, when will I think about it? That's why that question came up. And this attitude about Avaida is also found in our Parsha. The Parsha says, Hashem You will serve Hashem your God. Which talks about the general Avaida of every Yid. Some Yidin serve Hashem through Ava, some Yidin serve Hashem through Yira. But then the Pasa continues, There will not be a woman that loses a child, whose child dies, God forbid, or that can, which means a woman cannot conceive a child. As Mispa Yamacha Amale. I will fill the days, your days. What is the meaning of this pasuk in response to Because a person can sometimes it can happen that a person reaches a level of ava and a level of yira, but it doesn't lead to children. It doesn't lead to any results. The person doesn't end up doing good things as a result of the avoda, the ava and yira that they reached. And the reason that, that that's what mishakela Bakara, there's no children. There's no results. There's no fruits that are born from this levels that you reached. And the reason for it is because Ba'artsecha, there will no be no Mishakelovakara Ba'artsecha. It's a res- the reason is because of Ba'artsecha, which means you have your own will, you have your own agenda, you have your own things that you're thinking about. You're thinking about yourself. What have I reached? I am a person that has reached Ava, I am a person that has reached Yira and so on. And when that happens, a person loses footing. They lose the moving forward and, being, and putting their Ava and Yira into results. And therefore they lose the levels that they have gained as well. And this is expressed in many ways. First of all, you're limited in the amount of Aveda that you're willing to do. Because you you're only do as much as you have interest in. Only when it satisfies you do you do your Aveda. Another thing is you choose which kind of Aveda you're, you're interested in. This speaks to me, but that doesn't speak to me. So you limit yourself on what in fulfilling your mission. I'm not interested in fulfilling that mission, even though it is part of the mission that Hashem has given you. So what do you do in order to avoid such... Uh, a failure 
the answer is as you have to fill the days of your word of your of your fill your your days meaning to say a person has to rethink and come to and understand that there is only a limited amount of days that I have to fulfill this mission and when you think that way you suddenly become you, you get scared how could I waste any time there's no time to waste on I have reached this or I have reached this the only thing that's important is what's the next thing that I have to do to fulfill my mission and therefore when so, even when somebody tries to say what about yourself what about your own levels he says, what are you talking to me about my levels who has time for this I have only time for the mission that's the only thing that's important to me when a Yid reaches this kind of level and this kind of bittle and this kind of focus on his mission then Hashem says I will fill the days I will make sure your days are full meaning to say that even those days which you missed even the days in the old of old where you failed in your mission I will make sure that they are filled and that they are brought up to the level that they will be filled because from the essence of Hashem there is no failure over there there is no lack and therefore I will fill every single day with meaning and purpose and that it will count as a day that the mission was fulfilled and that's also what the meaning is of when a person when a Yid's assets are becoming cheap are devalued then we turn to the, to the, to the uh, defendant what does that mean? What does it mean? What are the Ayid's assets? Ayid's assets are the days that he was given and the kaychas that he was given. But every moment that you waste in that of those kaychas means that the value of your assets. So if Ayid has that frame of mind, that I can never allow any of my assets to be devalued, I have to use every moment that I have and every energy that I have to fulfill my mission, then Hashem says, who has time to have a debate with the Yitzhahara? There's no time to have a debate with the Yetzirah. Every moment has to be spent on your mission. And therefore then we turn to the nitva, we turn to the defendant, and we only consider what the defendant says. We have no interest anymore in what the Yetzirah has to say about the matter. And therefore this kind of attitude, you don't need any more shvua, you don't need any more kaychas. Whatever kaychas you were given will be used properly and will help you to fulfill your mission without failure ever again.